0: So once again, the Book of Coronary hits a life experience, if you will. Ever been put back on the shelf? I've been put back on the shelf. Caught in the wrong place, right? Done the wrong thing, and life has corrected you again. It's an emotion, I'm sure all of us can relate to it, one way or another. You know, the night watchman found corduroy, but you know, we're all being watched in this world in one way or another. I learned a lesson about this recently that was a little ominous, if you will, when I learned it. I have two PowerPoint accounts in my life. I use PowerPoints in my job as a teacher all the time, and I have a school one, and I have a home one. And my school one, I just add, 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 add material. And then last year, I started getting messages that my box was full. I could put no more in there. I had reached my terabyte of data that I had put in there and saved. And so I went to go erase it. And as I went to go and erase it, it would say, nope, can't do that. So I'd go to another place and erase it, and it would go away, and a few seconds later, it would repopulate. And it was there, and I'm thinking, well, this is odd. So, you know how you do with technology, you live with that for three or four months and then decide to ask somebody for help. So a county person came in to help me, and she's smiling and we're laughing, and she's doing her thing on my computer, and then her eyes cross. She's like, I don't know. Anyway, to make a long story short, my employer keeps all of my data for 10 full years. I cannot erase any data. Everything I do, they see, or they could see in the future if they wanted to. Doesn't really make me nervous. I'm not nervous about that or anything, but it's interesting to realize that people are watching us. We have a day and night watchman, if you will, watching us. And thanks be to God that God is our day and night watchman, ready to put us back on the shelf and let us serve again when we fall or go astray. In today's reading, Paul addresses being watched. In the part of the Acts story in Acts chapter 9 that we'll cover today, Paul is being watched. Today, you and I are being watched. We're being watched by other people. We're being watched by God and we are watching ourselves. What does Paul tell the church in Philippi about watching? What does Paul do when he is watched? Matter of fact, we're gonna talk about Ananias again like we did three weeks ago. How does the letter of Philippians and the history of Acts chapter nine inform our thinking? Who was watching us and should that matter? That's what we're gonna talk about, let's pray. God, may the words of my mouth meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock, and our Redeemer. Amen. So there are many angles to the conversion of Saul or Paul. One change that stands out in Saul's conversion is that of moving from vengeance to happiness. When we first meet Paul in the book of Acts he's at the stoning of Stephen the first stoning of a disciple in the early church and he's standing there going "Uh uh-huh good work guys yep that's the thing to be doing next time we see Paul in the book of Acts is a couple chapters later and he's got a letter with him and he's going way north of Jerusalem to Damascus to go and arrest and or kill every Christian he can find driven by vengeance he travels the road and as he's traveled the, travels the road as we've talked about before the light comes down it blinds him he falls to his knees and he converts so paul was a man driven by vengeance when we first meet him but throughout his letters he talks about happiness. Matter of fact, let's read our verse together again, verse 18. But whatever their motive for doing it, the fact remains that the good news about Christ is being preached, and I am glad. It almost sounded for a second in the passage when we were reading it like Paul might be complaining about other people preaching it, not quite like he did it, not t- crossing the T or dot in the I, exactly like he would but instead he says he is glad, he is Cairo, he is happy, he is rejoicing that anyone is preaching the good news. I'm sure we're all familiar with Philippians 4.4 that says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will tell you rejoice, same word, same word for glad that you'll find here. Paul throughout his letters refers to happiness all the time. He clings to happiness at home. He treasures happiness on the road. He writes of happiness from prison. And he says to fear, I'm going to find my joy in the Lord. Jesus t- talked about rejoicing in the parable of the lost sheep. Oops, see, I skipped one, sorry. He talked about rejoicing in the parable of the lost sheep. Matthew 18, 13 reads, He rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. We, my friends, are a people who can be happy every day rejoicing at what God is doing. Every day, God is revealing God's self to men and women across the globe through God's creation. Every day, God is speaking to men, women, boys, Girls, through the soft voice of the Holy Spirit, inviting them to follow the ways of Jesus. Every day, the people you meet get a chance to see God in you, get to hear God in the words you speak. Mine too. Who's watching me? I I wouldn't be able to give you <clears throat> an exhaustive list, but I do hope that I show them God when they look at me. You know, Paul and Ananias both showed God to onlookers. Last time we talked, we met Ananias in the story of Paul. Ananias was sent to go and tell Paul the good news. And Ananias says, excuse me, do you know what you're talking about? I don't think this is a very good idea. Talks back to God, if you will. And then the Lord says these simple words to him. Read it with me. Go and do what I say. These will end up being words that Paul lives by, travels thousands of miles doing what God has bid him to do. He will endure shipwrecks knowing that he's on the path God has called him to be upon. He will keep his faith through jail sentences He will keep his faith through talking to fellow inmates in dreadful conditions. When the world would go low on Paul, he would lift higher and point to the joy he had in the Lord in all circumstances. He set an example in words and life of a truly happy disciple. I was thinking about this recently when I saw a news story, and believe me, I'll connect it all here in just a bit, and the news story came out of Goodyear Tire Company. Anybody here have Goodyear tires on their cars? We can relate to that, right? Goodyear Tire Company. It reminded me about the long-lasting impact we can make with our words and our lives. So I'll put up on the screen. A few months ago, they recalled these. From 1996 to 2003, the G159 tire was put on motorhomes, RVs or driving campers, whatever you want to call them. My wife's dream come true is what she calls it, but we've still not had one yet. Something about me. Well, anyway, um, these tires they discovered can fail. And so Goodyear is doing a full recall on all of them and will replace anybody's tire. Now, here's what it made me think about, however. Goodyear's not necessarily to blame. These vehicles were, these tires were made from 1996 to 2003. What's that, 19 years ago and back? You're supposed to change your tires at least once every 10 years, no matter what. You're just supposed to. Tires only are supposed to last for so long. And so if you haven't changed your tires after 10 years, could be user fault that's happening. Second thing I thought about was they still wanted to make things right because it's the right thing to do. Have you have you ever had somebody upset with you because they misinterpreted what you said? And then thought, oh, we're bridge builders. We're to build the bridge. If, if there's someone who thinks I've wronged them, even though I don't think I've wronged them, I'm to be the bridge builder. I'm the one to make it right because it's the right thing to do because I'm going to go and do what Christ says to do and Christ says to be reconciled with one another. We are to be healers of those whom we have wounded. Even if they have wounded us, we are to be bridge builders. Let's go back in our scripture and see how Paul and Ananias... Make some choices in our scripture. We're going to look at verses 17 and 18. You can tell I like reading responsibly. I'll invite y'all to read the yellow, if you will. So Ananias went over and found Paul and laid hands on him and said, Brother Paul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road. Instantly, it was as though scales fell from his eyes. Paul could see it was immediately baptized. So I want to talk about both of these experiences, if you will, for just a minute. Ananias. Ananias, who just a few verses ago was saying to God, I think you're mistaken here. Ananias says, Brother Paul. First two words. Brother Paul. Just like we welcomed Sister Grace into the family this morning, right? Brother Paul, the word said, you belong here. Likewise, we are to welcome others into the family of God. Likewise, we are to see every person God puts in our path as someone who is there for us to share God's good news, God's field, if you will. Not necessarily that we'll sit down with them and explain the whole path of salvation and there'll be an instant conversion, but definitely... God's field where we can sow the seeds of assurance they come from a heart that knows God is with us God has watched us God has seen us and we need not be afraid because the one who watches us calls us brothers the one who watches us calls us sisters the one who watches us calls us family Lesson from Paul. Paul gives his heart completely to God, gets baptized right away, and what's the first thing he does? Eats and gains strength. Ever feel like you always gotta run to the next place? Paul rests, eats, gains strength, then sees what God has for him. I think all of us could learn a lesson from that once in a while, right? Be still and know that I am God. Rest. Refresh. Wait. See what God will bring next. Which brings up one more area I want to talk to you about. Who's watching us? People are watching us to see if the seeds we sow in their lives, in interactions, shows that we are happier people. Has Christ made a difference enough in our lives that our words build them up? Has Christ so converted our hearts that we build a bridge, to their heart, letting them know that they too are loved by God, our Savior. God is watching us because God loves us. God is also watching us because He is ever giving us the opportunity to witness for Him. You know, Ananias was told to go down the straight road and share the blessing with Saul. God invites us to walk the straight path and continually ask the question, how can I bless the world through him? Ananias greeted him as brother Paul. God invites us to see those we see in the daily living as God's children as well. God showed Ananias what to do when the situation arose where he could make a difference. God wants you and me, we are to be difference makers as well. A difference that can change a life longer than 10 years of a tire's life. A difference that can bring true happiness to the lives of others. May we be a people who go out to make that difference for God this week. He is watching us. May we see the world through his eyes. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this time where we've been able to think about your goodness and your love. May we go forward from this place looking at the people the way you would look at them, with love, grace, compassion, and as your children. Amen.